Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Adam, happy uh, opening day for Phillies baseball. Yeah. I see. I see. I know that, and I can see that. Yet you are wearing your Philly pullover. Oh, yeah, celebration. Yeah. Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in Pennsylvania. Uh, happy to see baseball's back. Yeah, it's the. It's always like the the beacon of spring, even though it may yeah, not quite bingo. feel like it just yet. It's gonna be here soon, and that excites me to no end. Beautiful. All right. In podcast world, what's on the docket? Yeah. So I'm not sure how we make a transition from baseball to this topic, but it is, uh, yeah, there's, there's no segue. I, I got nothing. Um, we get asked a lot um, with, with, from our clients and, and even some, some people that we meet for the first time. Um, I think a general theme for the people that we work with is charitable giving. And we've talked about that in different iterations in the past, but yeah. That's always been through the through the lens of how do I reduce my taxes and how do I give to these charities that I want to support? Different aspect of that is how do I help my family and maybe my friends on a more personal level? Are there different ways to go about that? Yeah. How, how do I know if that's even something I should be doing with my money? Right. How do I know that I'm okay before I can you know help others? It's the old you're on the plane and, you know, the, the masks come down from the ceiling. You're supposed to put it on yourself first before you put it on your kid. Yeah, Like take sure. care of yourself first before you can help others. So that's kind of the, the, the thought exercise here for us is if somebody wants to help loved ones, how do they go about that process? Yeah, I love this conversation because I do think it's one of those that you, you see your clients like eyes light up. You know, because as we start to talk about those ideas, um, it is kind of recognizing that to most people, I think the idea of gifting, whether it's to charity or to family, like you picture picking out that Hallmark card, right? It's it's a a holiday or a birthday. And it's like, I'm going to, I remember as a kid, like grandparents (laughs) put a $20 bill in there. You can go spend it on whatever you want. Yeah. um, But there, we would want people to think much grander than that, the different ways that you can really mm-hmm. financially support somebody. And maybe that's a better way of putting it. That's mm-hmm. not that check in the Hallmark card. And you, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's our job when we get our clients to that phase of life to go, here's what you need. Here's what we're comfortable you need. And if there is some excess and you have some priorities that are, I'm going to default to like helping grandkids, like, I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm reinvigorated by you know new life um yeah. what, are, what are the what are the ways that we can talk to you about doing that and it starts i think you and i should start reflecting what that client relationship looks like what are the different things that they may prioritize because their answers to that are what are going to lead then into the financial planning dominoes and conversations we need to have so i would yeah. say we start with priorities yeah and and right off the right off the bat ah Baseball reference. Nice. That was unintentional. Right off the bat, I think the the key, one of the key delineations is is the timing. So is this something that you would want to see 
uh, the impact of while you are living, then that's a very different conversation than I want to leave a legacy for my family or my grandkids. um, But I want to make sure that I live my life and then whatever's left over, great, that can that can then go to these people. Um, but I think that's that's a clear difference in, I mean, completely how how we would approach that situation if if they would like to see. And I think that's I, right. I think that's the majority of this conversation is we want to be able to see the impact, um, you know, of our. I was going to say of our Gift. charity, but yeah, of of our giving to family yeah. now. Um, to be able to to see and feel that emotional impact uh, on the front end. So the timing, when when do you want to give that gift is kind of number one. The other one that pops into my mind is some sort of degree over control. Like, are you really mm-hmm. wanting to dictate what that is used for? Um, also yeah. over what period of time, you know, because right. there's different ways that we would go about talking about that, which I'm I'm sure we'll hit on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another one. It's yeah, I'm not quite sure. The, the, the tax side of things always will, will factor in to, to some degree. Um, so we can kind of get into those details depending on the, on the idea of, of what they would want to do, or I guess different ways they could go about giving what, what, what is that goal or, or what is that end result that they're hoping to achieve? Yeah, some of this just like tax avoidance or getting money out of an estate. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to probably get a little bit deep into the weeds here. But I, I think the other thing that you and I would want to kind of reference, the, the human side of what we do is to try to figure out really, again, what are they looking to accomplish? And it may not just be monetary. It may be... Yeah. Are you, are you paying for something that's providing an experience? Are you mm-hmm. um, taking a trip with them? I'm trying to think of other yeah. client situations. Maybe you've got some that are popping into your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a client in particular that, that shared that they no longer um, do birthday gifts for the extended family. They, they take that time. They pick a, a date near that that whatever that celebration date is, and they go and do something together. They experience something, whether that's this specific example, if she's listening, she'll know. They went out, they all rented four wheelers and they went four wheeling you know, through the mud as a family. And that was just a completely out of left field kind of experience, but it's something now that is a memory for that family, as opposed to yeah. writing a check for you know a couple hundred bucks and hey, happy birthday. It's, it's just a yeah, different way to go about it. Yeah, we're doing this Disney trip. I'm thinking of the other yeah. client who, hey, they they put the pool in and now they want to make a nice like patio area that we can all experience mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally different. This is great. Different ways to make sure that we're meeting those primary objectives of I want to help my family or I want to do something nice for them. And again, under the guise of it's not just writing a check. So let's jump yeah. into it. Like if yeah. we start to go through some of the, those priorities what are the ideas that we've come across or that we've even shared? Um, and then this is a financial planning podcast. Like what are the things people would need to consider with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, I'll let you start. Yeah. The, the first one that, that we had kind of noted and it, it somewhat flows with kind of the experience side of things um, is helping either pay for a child's or a, a grandchild's college education. And I think um, we definitely did a podcast on grandparents and 529 plans in the yeah. past. Um, 
but that is kind of that idea of, oh, I'm not just writing a check to the person and they can kind of go spend it however they want. There is a specific kind of thought on this is if, if they're going to go to college and there's higher education expenses, I can help take some of that weight off of that expense, but there's different ways to go about that. So we kind of talked about it at the, the 529, the college savings plan a type of accounts. There's pros and cons to using that. Um, and maybe we'll just, you know, link to that uh, other podcast to, 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 for people to dive into those details. But I think one of the other maybe lesser known um, gifting rules. So you can give anybody a gift at any point in time. And that limit now is $16,000 a year where you don't have to file any, you know, additional gift tax returns or there's no additional right, right. kind of uh, disclosures that that are needed. There's no taxes um, that go along with that. If you want to gift over that amount, then you start to eat into your lifetime annual exclusion, exemption, exclusion. I should know these things. I'm a CFP. What's the term? What's the IRS terminology? Yep. Sounds good. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You, then, then you have to go through that formal process of, you know, filing a gift tax return, all of that fun stuff that comes yeah. along with that. All of this to say, if you pay that tuition bill directly, for that person, child, grandchild, whatever that may be, that completely excludes the gifting process. Yeah. That, is not, that is not considered a gift, which maybe maybe uh, Congress and the IRS will wise up to that at some point and close that <laughs> loophole. But for now, it is wide open. That is a way to avoid kind of those caps on what you can give. And you, again, can clearly see the direct result of helping somebody cover those expenses in that way. Yeah. Is it not the same for medical bills? I believe it is. If you directly sure. pay a medical bill to an institution, um, oh, right, that is not right. considered a direct gift. So yes. yeah, again, we're, we're maybe outside of very like specific common situations, but yeah, <laughs> if, if those, if you are aggressively gifting, maybe we're talking about somebody now that has significant wealth or came into significant right. wealth. Right. Um, this, this is, these are good ways. The IRS looks at those as nice gifts that do not need to be filed. And that's, yeah. that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I, I the the flip side of sticking to like uh, paying for certain things. Mm -hmm. um, we I've certainly come across situations before where I'll gift money to to make a down payment on a home, or I'll I'll gift them to be able to do this in a yeah. in an environment. You know, maybe even coming out of COVID, where um, it's a little bit different, more difficult on the lending side of things. There aren't as many yeah. properties. It's a very competitive situation. Yeah. I can see situations where we would have clients that their way of helping may be to be the bank, um, yeah. to provide some sort of low interest loan to a family mm -hmm. member, which by the way, feels pretty good for you because yeah. in the environment we're in right now, conservative investors, bonds under pressure, rising interest rates, all these things make it very difficult to safely yep try to collect two, three, 4%, maybe right. you can become the lending institution. There are dominoes to that. I can think of a sure. couple negatives right off the bat. <laughs> I'll, yep. I'll, let you, I'll let you throw them out there. But the, the idea of course is I'm helping them, but I'm getting the benefit of some sort of low interest coming back to me as well. And that's what makes it legal, right? The deal has right. to be considered right. arm's length. You have to be charging right. a fair interest. Um, yep. But that can be the best of both worlds for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that often can be a, uh, the Reese's peanut butter cup 
of working with family, right? You take your chocolate <laughs> okay. and your peanut butter, everybody's happy. What can go wrong? Um, but yeah, you, you kind of thought about it or, or noted it. And I started thinking about it. I'm sure everyone listening was thinking the same thing, like making loans to family. There's probably some members of your family that you'd be more than okay doing that with, but maybe not everybody. You can start to play those roles and scenarios that this, this may be an uncomfortable situation. So yeah, you'd, you'd really want to make sure you have it documented. I guess that's one of the key points is that it is mm -hmm. an official loan and that you, there are some protections built in. Um, Cause I guess that, that is the risk you, you acting as the bank means you also have to do your due diligence. You kind of have to do some underwriting to figure out if, if, if you make this loan and something doesn't go according to plan, that can yeah. very quickly ruin a relationship. And if it's with family, that, that can yeah. get ugly pretty quickly. Thanksgiving's not going to be comfortable this year. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, think, I think one of the other notes that I wanted to make, <clears throat> just go back to the investment side of things, that mm -hmm. much like we were saying, people kind of think about gifting cash, there, there is and can be personal benefits to gifting securities. To be clear, we're not talking about IRA dollars. Maybe that can be a separate conversation oh. on people that have to take RMDs and then right. what's the net result of that. But yep. if you yep. have investments outside of those retirement accounts, um, there may be something to you gifting that to somebody else. And I'll use the first example where I kind of like this. Um, maybe it is with grandkids where mm -hmm. you're now becoming the educator right? Here's mm. how wealth can be built that you don't just have this money to now spend. Watch right. this compound, you know, let's look at this Disney stock together every year and yeah. see how it's going. Um, I, I know that we've come across those situations where, yeah, the building of the legacy is also to make sure that you are passing along your good behaviors. Yeah. So not, not only that, but think of how many older clients that we have that still have legacy stocks, mutual yeah. funds that they still continue to hold for that very connection, right? There is the sentimental, va sentimental value of yeah. an investment that's been passed down. Um, yeah, we, I'm thinking of one in particular that we, we just recently brought over and yeah, it, it, we're, we're not going to transact it because this came from father, grandfather, you name it. Um, and that that was to your point there is a a lesson in that very different than just again writing that check paying for college that's all great but instilling in them that savings and you invest this this money and you can see now it grow over time that uh yeah that's that's a, a lesson that goes a long way we would hope so two thoughts come out of that first one of the downsides to that is if you're going to gift something that's already grown, then they are going to yeah. assume the cost basis, what you purchase it at. And if they sell it in the future, they're right. going to have to pay all those gains taxes. Maybe not a huge right. deal, but to be clear, if they inherit that from you after you pass away, that gain goes away. They get what's called a step up in basis. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one of those things we'd want to just make sure we're kind of weighing pros and cons on. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the yeah. second, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah. So all I was going to say there is sometimes, even if the thought is, um, you know, there isn't necessarily that sentimental value to the stock or the mutual fund, whatever it may be to your point of, of 
the person inheriting that that cost basis through through the gift, that still may be advantageous from a tax standpoint if you're in a much higher tax bracket and if you're gifting sure. it to a, a younger individual that really doesn't have a whole lot of taxable income, those capital Bingo. gains taxes could be zero or it could yes. be you know that that 15% and maybe you're in the 15 or 20% yourself. So there is still a potential to save on some taxes depending how that all shakes out. Love it. The, the, the parallel thought that was going through my head in this idea of investing with someone or using this as an opportunity to educate um, get them excited about building wealth and doing the right things. Mm -hmm. We'll sometimes get the question like, Hey, can I just fund this IRA or Roth IRA for my grandchild? Yeah. Um, and I guess that the goal kind of falls in that similar camp of trying to do something nice for them. Um, while in some ways I'm going back to my original comment on you're kind of still in control because they're really not supposed <laughs> to touch that money until much later right. in life, but yeah. you're definitely teaching them a good habit of that compounding interest. Yeah, but there are caveats yeah. to that too. Um, yeah, so that is true. Where, where my mind went, and I don't want to get too far off, off path if you had somewhere specific you wanted to go, it is, it, it comes down to that timing side of the, the gift, right? So if you're, if you're funding a retirement account on their behalf, that's all well and good. To your point, they, can't, they probably can't use that today in the short term, but mm -hmm. the idea being, if you're, if you're gifting to a Roth IRA for a 25-year-old grandchild, theoretically, that's going to grow for the next 35 years. Your, your gift today is going to be worth a heck of a lot more in the future, assuming it's invested and it's going to grow over that time period. Um, the other part yeah, we of don't, is just- We don't guarantee no, returns out. <laughs> we definitely do not for the compliance people of the world listening. Um, the other- <laughs> The other side of that is, is some of that is just the mental accounting um, of for that individual that's receiving that gift. So if, if someone gifted me $5,000, I'm using air quotes, to contribute to a retirement account, then that's 5000 potentially of my own cash flow that I, I may have been saving in that spot anyway, that now becomes, it feels more discretionary. So yeah. It's, it's pulling from one pocket to, to move it to the other, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, but it, it just gives you that ability to be flexible when you want to. Yeah, it ties purpose to the gifts, gift, I guess, yeah. is what it kind of comes back to for me, the human side of what I think our, our clients and when we get those questions, what they're looking to do. The caveat that was in my head is you can't gift, you can't put money into an IRA for somebody that doesn't have income. Right. So oh, right. as, as right. great as it sounds, hey, I love Roth IRAs. Money can grow <laughs> right. tax-free, potentially grow tax-free. Um, yeah. You know, I'll just put money into a Roth IRA for them. They have to show earned income. That's the rule of contributing to an IRA. Yeah. A good clarification. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at a list here. I think I hit on most of the ones that we wanted to kind of focus on. Yeah, yeah, I think I think ultimately when when it comes to either funding or helping to fund whether that's a retirement account or it's just a non-retirement investment account kind of as you said um kind of teaching that lesson ultimately it comes down to instilling values. Right? Yeah. And if it's coming if it's coming from the older generation from potentially the grandparents I think we clearly see it and we're not that old that there is definitely changes in the way that certain generations kind of view the world, view investments, view all of these things. Um, and that 
that more emotional and personal impact, I think is where a lot of people would want to, to see the value of, of their giving. Um, so as something as simple as we're going to open this account together, or I'm going to help you fund it. And that passing along just the value of saving, investing, all of those things that, that has value that goes well beyond the pure dollars and cents. Well, and maybe it's a degree of protection too, because keep using the counter argument being just writing a check and letting them spend it on whatever they want to. Yeah. Then they yeah. don't necessarily have to feel the responsibility of that like they may if right. tied into right. doing it together. And right. it is protecting them a little bit too. You want age appropriate gifts, you know, that they're not compelled to do something at a younger age than maybe they should, that right. relationship right. goes sideways. And now, you know, you inadvertently funded uh, an X of some sort, you know, they're, oh, right. they're just, yeah. there are ways to keep yourself involved if the way that you want to help is both financially, but ultimately setting people up for success, what you hope yep. will be success. Yeah. Yeah. I think we hit on a lot of the planning considerations. There are gifting laws, there are taxes to consider, you know, yeah. so not to oversimplify it, but I think if we can get to the priorities of what you want to do, emotional or otherwise, we can back our way into any one of these ideas and make sure that the planning considerations, we understand the pros and cons to find the most efficient way to do it with you. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I, I will share one other thing. I think we often have conversations, and I know we talked about this. There's one in particular for you that, you know, this is all assuming that they, the, the person doing the gifting is financially secure themselves. And mm -hmm. oftentimes that question is, well, how do I know that I am financially secure myself so that I can do these things while I'm living and see the impact? So if you have any questions, yes, we can certainly help you sort through those priorities and then figure out the best way to go about it. But if you're still not even sure if this is something you could afford to do, lean yeah. on us. Let's go through that exercise. Let's figure it out. Because if the answer is yes, then we want to help you do these things that are important to you and feel that satisfaction through the process. Perfect. That was a perfect way to wrap it up. You knocked the ball out of the ballpark. Hey, home run. <laughs> Full circle. Full cycle. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good for job. Your time today. Um, Appreciate all the help. See you next time. Bye. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.